Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I got to tell you, I like this version of Tom Brady. I really do. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. You know, for so long, we got buttoned up Brady. And you understand right. why, right? 20 years, 21, I guess, in the league. And all of his press conferences, I think, were rather boring. Oh, the worst. <laughs> right. He would never tell us what he's thinking. Well, now that he's removed from the game, yeah. he's going to get into the booth. He's going to do the broadcasting. And we're getting Brady's real thoughts on what the NFL is yeah. like. And he has the gravitas where when he talks, we should all listen, right? Although he, he does sometimes. He can be a shill for TB12 products. Don't listen to that. Okay, as well. <laughs> no, when he sure. says eat avocado ice cream, don't listen to that. Yes. But when he talks football, we should listen. That's what we should listen. And I think when Tom Brady starts calling out things about the league, yeah. I think it has a lot of merit. And it feels like one of the big things that he's been talking about lately on multiple podcasts has been coaching. And he believes that coaching back when he started playing, so I guess he's talking about college and the pros, like in the early 2000s, Mm -hmm. is much better than it is today. And not just coaching, but also having a little more patience with coaches. So let's hear a little of Tom Brady. First, Let's can we hear about him talking about continuity, about how that's the most important thing, not just for coaching, but business and everything. I think the important part about firing and hiring and, and, and all this is continuity is the key of the NFL and business. And the more you have continuity, the more you can build on things over the course of years. It's hard to cover, you know, if you look at football in particular, it's hard to cover the amount of situations that come up every week, you know, in a game, you know, start a game, end of quarters, how to use your timeouts, end of half times, critical third down situations, critical red area plays, situational football. All these things need to be built up, these reps and practice, talked about in meetings time and time and time again. Right. So Brady basically saying, like, you've got to allow a little bit of grace here, Mm. and we don't do that with coaches because they're getting fired all the time. We, on average, have seven to eight different coaches in the NFL every single year. He's got a problem with it. I get that. Yeah, I mean, you could argue the flip side is they're not holding on to bad coaches like they used to. So you can't have a crappy coach even nowadays. I don't think it's five years later, but I don't think Jason Garrett would hold on as long as he did. So I think you could argue you get stuck in a mediocrity chain, which used to happen all the time. When I was a kid, I was like, why is this guy still the coach of this team? (laughs) So maybe, maybe that churn helps in a way too. I understand what Brady's saying. I kind of agree with him. But you have to remember, he came from a place that was stable for years. Not all franchises are like that. Not all franchises have Bill Belichick. So what if you, what if he did get drafted by Arizona, his famous hypothetical, and he had a crappy coach? 
if you hold on to that guy, isn't it bad? Well, I don't know. I think he's saying we don't know whether these guys are really good or really bad because it's not like he's been there, Jason Garrett, who gets basically a decade with the Dallas Cowboys, and then you figure out, hey, wait a minute, we're not progressing in the way we want to. I mean, Frank Gregg gets fired 11 games into the season, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, he was doing a terrible job, so I have no problem with that. Or other coaches who get given up on so, so fast, like Brady is saying, pump the brakes on all of that. But I think the question is like, do you actually think the coaching today is worse or better than it was 20 years Can ago? Can I ask a question? Is yes. Brady talking about the fact that there's so much less practice time because of the CBA? I think he's talking about two things. I think he's talking about less practice time. And I think he's talking about de- development of players, mm-hmm. right? And we're not developing because we're quick to give up on quarterbacks as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't pan out. And to me, I think that Brady... Like, here's what he's saying, in my opinion. He's saying the coaching is better back then and the play is better back then, right? He called the NFL right. mediocre now because he had to do real strategy, which was he knew he couldn't throw over the middle because Ray Lewis would take out one of his best receivers and he had to adjust for that. You don't have to do that anymore. The rules have made it so that it is a lot easier I think, to play offense in this league. That's how the NFL wanted it. They want more touchdowns. They want more offensive explosion. And so you don't actually have to, like, you aren't a better coach now. It might look a little bit better, but you've been helped so much by the rules being changed that the coaching and the fundamentals and all the stuff they did 20 years ago is better than today. But I don't understand because sports evolve, right? Everything Every coaching in every sport gets better by definition because you get to learn everything that happened before you and keep on putting wrinkles and wrinkles and wrinkles. So today's coaches have all the brilliance of those earlier coaches. They can use all their plays and then add more adjustments and more adjustments and more adjustments. So by definition, I think coaches get better. And not only that, I think coaches have gotten younger, smarter, more diverse. I know that's going slowly, but I just think they're coming from a wider pool they finally woke up. It was like the, somebody put smelling salt under the NFL coach and said, you can use what they're, what is working in college. You can start using that. I just think they, by definition, coaching has to be better because of all these outside factors have made it a much more, there's so many more ideas coming to the sport than there were 25 years ago. 25 years ago, it was hand the ball off first and second down and then pray on third down. Right. All over the league. Well, now you see motions from Sean McVay and Mike McDaniels that you don't even know if that's legal or not. There's so much brilliant coaching going on. I'm glad you mentioned about the college game versus the pro game. And Tom Brady addressed that on the Let's Go podcast. Can we hear cut three, please, Ryan, uh, about the pro game now reflecting college? He doesn't like it. The pro game is is reflecting more of what the college game is as opposed to the college game reflecting what the pro game is. We're asking now pro players to play college football, and that's the biggest difference I see. There's This is way more checkers now than it is chess. So he's saying that it's simplified. Like you're saying that it's concepts, build on concepts, build on concepts. Brady is making it seem like, no, this is more simple college game. It's not Again, it's not the coaching is better. That's not what he's saying. He's saying it's just more like the college game and everything is pretty much dumbed down. Ooh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> it sounds like an old man take. And I think a lot of players say this, my time was better. It's just, But Brady's time was like two years ago so still. If you looked at, I was thinking about the 90s and the way they played college football in the 90s. Yeah. Looks archaic now. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry, the way they played pro football. Yes. I watched it recently. It was, a, I think, a Brett Favre versus the Cowboys game. I'm like, oh my God. 
this is just smash mouth football. There's no strategy going on here. And, you know, they basically didn't even really seem to care if they got in the end zone because they were just going to beat each other up. Can you imagine? That was 30 years ago, right? 1993, 30 years ago. Compare what they had compared to 30 years before that and Vince Lombardi and the Packers. They were basically running it at such an antiquated version of football. Right, right. So football becomes so much more complex and so much more, so much better offensively. Every generation, basically Bill Walsh came in and changed everything. And then everyone took Bill Walsh's and built on that. And then uh, Mike Shanahan came in and changed everything. And then everyone took that and evolved that. So basically, I'm just saying that today's coaches really have such an advantage over the old coaches because they can learn from them and make better plays. So right now, the plays that guys are running, like Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, are so much more complex and so much more effective than what Bill Belichick was running in 2000. Okay, but I'm saying if you had all those coaches from 30 years ago with these rules, would it could look just, the offense might look just as you, good. You just couldn't have like bone-crushing hits that we were celebrating at the time that we don't celebrate as much anymore. You you could have all that stuff, and, I, and, and Brady is telling you that it's simpler now. It's dumbed down. It's not more complex. Yeah, I, I see what he's saying, but that's, I I just see a different product on the field. You're telling me when you watch Miami Dolphins and everyone's moving around and you don't know where the ball's going, that's simpler? Because it feels like the defenses are also very, you know, very sophisticated in a way they never used to be. I just think the game seems way more complex to me. Maybe I'm a sucker and maybe I'm buying what the coaches say because all the coaches talk like they're doing yes, rocket, rocket science. Yes, yes, with but, brain surgery on top of it. I mean, honestly, what, what, kind, of co- what kind of coaching does it need? Okay, uh, Ray Lewis, you just completely, you know, try and knock this guy out of the game or the old just try and kill the quarterback. Right. Doesn't seem like you need a, even need a coach for that. Just hey, Lawrence Taylor, I know the great genius Bill Belichick. Lawrence Taylor, we're going to unleash you on the quarterback. Yeah. Just do three rails of cocaine, and, and then uh, we're going to need I don't you think to go chase Joe Theismann. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. It just felt like it feels to me like Smash Mouth football is a little simpler. So I'm very confused by what Brady's saying. I I do understand in college they hold up a sign with four plays and you choose one of them yeah. and you go for it. But I, I do think these coaches today are smarter than they were before. I just think there's so much evidence of that. I think we need a poll here, EJ. Do you agree with Tom Brady is coaching better 20 years ago than it is today? What do you think? What do you think, EJ? I think, well, first of all, I, I do think the rules make a big difference here. I think the fact that you have to think about player safety, you have to think about the fact that your receivers can't get off the line as quickly. There's so much that helps the offense right now. But I have a question for Perloff because I think this is really interesting. So you're saying the coaching today is so much better. Yeah. What would happen if you took a really good offensive coach today and let's say we talked about the Packers yeah. earlier, they won the Super Bowl in 1996. What would happen if we put that coach – with his philosophy, we put yeah. him in 1996. How would that coach do? I uh, guess like the, the Packers rules would be a bit of a teams. problem, but I think they would kill them because first of all, I think it's like when Bill Walsh came in the NFL, everyone's like, "What is this West Coast offense?" And they won 14 games a year because nobody knew how to defend that. If you showed an RPO to Wayne Fonts, I think <laughs> he would honestly go into the locker room crying. If you had a quarterback rollout, and you don't need a mobile quarterback to do an RPO. Nick Foles was great at it. You, I think you would screw up defenses because they wouldn't know how to adjust. And then if you, there was a play earlier this year where Tyreek Hill went in motion and nobody, see, and then he just kept running. Nobody seemed to know what to do with that. You have yeah, all these that, little tricks. Why wasn't that illegal, by the way? Yeah, because there's so many tricks now, and the defense has gotten so much more complicated. You know, there was Tampa too, and then there was there's just so many more different tricks. The that the, 
Amiga yeah. Defense. And by the way, there's one thing that you haven't thought of. The Tush Push? The Tush Push. Bring the Tush Push into 1996. The- <laughs> Are you kidding me? You have fourth and one. The other thing, too, guys know now, like, the dumbest thing for years, fans knew, go for it on fourth down more. Now coaches know that. That's a huge advantage. There's so many little advantages that they've learned over the years that I think if you gave a similar team to uh, Mike McDaniels in the 90s, I think he would blow away those teams because they wouldn't know what was going to hit them. Very interesting. Yeah, if you put Mike McDaniel in a time machine and stuck him back in 1996, could he take the worst team in the NFL and beat the Packers? Yeah, something so, like that. When you think about that, I mean, the worst team in 1996, a team we talked about a lot today, they, they might be the worst team we're watching today, <laughs> was the New York Jets. They won one Yeah, but game. they had Rich Kotite. He was, That's a great old-school coach. No, I mean, I'm saying he was so non-innovative as an offensive coach that probably was a decent team with a terrible coach. But they did have Keyshawn Johnson. They did have Wayne Corbett. Do you think that Mike McDaniel could beat the Super Bowl champion yes. Packers from 96? Yes. If he had gave him a month with, to with teach With the 1-15 Jets of 1996. It's a fun what if. Bill Walsh took over the Niners in 81, and he did not have a talented team. But he schemed them to so many wins. I think you could scheme that Jets team Pass the Packers. Can I give you another Brady cut? Because I thought this one was very interesting too, and it's about coaches needing to trust their quarterbacks. Can we hear cut one, Ryan? Because coaches aren't really trusting the quarterbacks much. They're trying to control the game from the sideline. When you try to control the game from the sideline, the coach doesn't have every answer for what's happening on the field. Ultimately, I always felt as a quarterback, I had all the things at my disposal to get us into a good play. It's an interesting one for Brady. Now, this one you could say, okay, this is the greatest of all time, telling us that he has a better understanding of the offense than the coach. So maybe it's just for the elite, elite quarterback who could say this, but is that true? Are coaches nowadays, who Perloff thinks are much better than when Brady first started, just not trusting their quarterback? Because Brady used an example there. You go to the huddle, and you call me for me to throw a deep pass to Randy Moss. I get to the line. I see that they're ready for that. The coverage is there. If I run that play, I'm getting sacked. And if and I need to be able to audible off of that. I need to have the empowerment. Meanwhile, the, some quarterbacks today do not have that empowerment because the coach is so micromanaging the game. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, Peyton Manning comes to mind, too, as a guy who would he often He said, I did it. Peyton did it. He yeah. said, um, mm. he listed off. He said, Aaron Rodgers did it. He said, um, Philip Rivers did yeah, it. I mean, those and are of, yeah, yeah, I mean, come I on. But still. That's the other thing, too. Like, you think of the coaches. He knew Bill Belichick when he got in the league. There was It used to be such an old boys network. It was just the same old crappy coaches being. Who were the Bills coaches in 2000? It was probably Dick Duran and the seven other guys who couldn't figure out anything. I'm looking at the list of coaches. The other thing, too, they were not physically appealing men back in the <laughs> Coaches used to look <laughs> different way different. Yeah. But it was just like a ton of retreads back then. I'm looking at the coaches that year. Al Groh in 2000 when Brady came in the league. Al Groh, Jim Haslett, Dennis Green. Green, Dave Wanstad, Gunter Cunningham. I mean, it was kind of like the same they guys. That's a snack. That That duster is undefeated. But, so Thomas, I'm just saying, it just used to be a much more stale group of coaches in my mind. Well, Thomas L's in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. He said, Bill Walsh took over the 49ers in 1979, not 1981. Win-loss record the first two years, 2-14 and 14 and then 6-10. and 10. Would he have gotten fired? Maybe not off a six and ten season. That's like, actually a good point. You, that, that's you an can't go point. two and fourteen anymore. I mean, maybe if your team's irrelevant and your fans are clamoring. Well, that's the other did. part. There's rabbit ears too. Like you know, the fan bases. It it's probably not. It's probably just as rabid as it was. But it's just so easy to get your opinion out now. You know, and 
to voice that opinion. The owner hears that. I mean, why do you think David Tepper has fired three coaches since he bought the team in 2018? You don't think he's listening to the outside noise? He definitely is. Well, I mean, listen, the, the Bengals got lucky that they didn't fire their coach after they, he was, what, one? They kept on, they, they held Marvin Lewis for forever. Couldn't yeah. Couldn't a playoff game. Would that even happen now? So, yeah, but the, I mean, the Niners, he just said it. They were 2-14, and 14, and Walsh took over. They were 2-14, and 14, six, going from 2-14 and 14 to 6-10. and 10, a that, big improvement. That's a big improvement. So, it's a good I, enough maybe job. that. But that actually is a good point. They do fire guys quickly, but <laughs> come on, you know that Frank Reich in Carolina was not Bill Walsh taking over the Niners. <laughs> well, 855-2124-CBS. Do you agree with Tom Brady that the coaching is better was better then than now? Or do you agree with Perloff that the coaching is way better now? You have institutional knowledge, all the history, all the concepts, you know. Coaching of all. By the way, I'll take that to any sport. You put a modern coach in any sport into a game 30 years ago. Remember, 1993, if you look 30 years back, Curly Neal or whatever, is like there's like some old school coaching is so much more advanced. It just goes like leaps See, and bounds every I think generation. The athlete is way more advanced. No, it's the schemes, I think. Because a mm-hmm. sport, think about old timey football. They had no idea what was going on. Well, they but, didn't know you could pass on first down. I mean, but not to, you know, JJ Reddick would say plumbers and firemen, you know, like who you had different rules, way more physical, and the athlete was also not as physical. Like, you are not as uh, no. they were definitely physical. I'm not saying that Jack Youngblood wasn't physical, but I'm just saying the athlete has evolved so much. But they were the sport was so conservative back in the day, and you maybe because your quarterback could get killed if you drop back too many times. But still, this is this whole analytic idea that if you pass on first down, it's a lot easier than passing on third and ten. So I, I think all that information would help a modern coach. Eight five five two one two four CBS. You can go vote at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. Should we update our other poll? We'll do that when we come back. Aaron Rodgers related poll question. Get to that. Is he high right now? Yes, no. I'm just kidding. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm smashing a yes button it's on that question. 817 in the morning. Why not? 855-212-4227. Ah, uh, we kid. We just joke around here. Coming up. Perloff, are you ready? Yeah, hit me. Okay. Are you ready to do your thing next? I- I'm definitely ready. Okay. Perloff's. I think. It depends what thing we're talking about. <laughs> Perloff's ready not to a go. Denver thing. <laughs> no. Perloff's got his top five. Juicy. A, a top five, juicy top five list for you next. That's all we're going to give juicy. you. Juicy. 855-212-4CBS. Don't move. Today's Thursday Night Football Preview is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. This week's Thursday Night Football matchup has a 6-5 and five Seahawks going to Dallas to take on the scorching hot Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are still looking for their first win over t- with a team over 500. They have not beat a winning team yet. I did not know that. And they'll have a good shot to do it tonight. The Seahawks are struggling. They're eight and a half point favorites on FanDuel for the Seahawks. Kenneth Walker is doubtful with an oblique injury. I still don't know what an oblique is. You guys claim that you do. Uh, in part because, in part because I don't have obliques. <laughs> like, you can't see my obliques. I'm sorry I'm not shredded like all of you guys. <laughs> well, we've all been doing crunches without you. Uh, Dallas, get a lot of eyeballs probably, but why is it that the Seahawks feel like a weak opponent even though they are 6-5? and five? Um, in Injuries, I guess. I mean, is Geno 100%? No. Kenneth Walker still out. Yeah, it's, it's not even that. It's something about well, Gino is supposed to be much healthier, is what everyone is saying. It just feels like they've lost their mojo. It is going to be a gigantic let's celebrate Dak Prescott night. If you don't like Dak Prescott, 
do not tune in tonight. Well, this is the thing about being the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. You get lots of primetime games, and so you get lots of chances with everyone watching. Yeah, like I'm curious about this. Thanksgiving. This is the first, yeah, that Thanksgiving game yeah. like blew the doors off of uh, regular season games in terms of viewership. Is this the first time the Cowboys are on Amazon Prime? It feels like it to me. I don't remember uh, Al Michaels doing the Cowboys. Second season of Amazon Prime doing Thursday night. If this is the first Cowboys, I'm curious to see if there's an uptick at all about this, you know, Cowboys still America's team type thing. Two things that we've learned about Andrew Perloff, things that Perloff loves. What? Mock drafts. Mock, of and course. And redrafts. Yeah. Cheesesteaks, obviously. Yep. And rumors about quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you cannot... You cannot skip a conversation yeah. about this. I would stop in my car for any trade rumor or any transfer portal rule. And this is what transfer portal is. It's free agency. Let me give you five that I said that stopped me in my tracks. Okay, hold yeah. on. So we're going to do Andrew Perloff's top five quarterback transfer portal rumors. <laughs> is that even the real thing? Yep. All right, can we get okay. music? Here we go. Oh, I love it. I'm Classic. Gonna start with- Okay, tell me, guys, if you agree. Like, this isn't even a rumor anymore. Everyone is just assuming this is a done deal. Duke's Riley Leonard going to Notre Dame is I the way I'm reading it. It's like basically he's at Notre Dame. So obviously, emerging star got hurt this year. Notre Dame has their guy. This worries me. If it does happen, and this rumor, they had an ACC guy last year, but Sam Hartman was really good, and that didn't win them anything. Why is Riley Leonard any different? I don't know. Also, like, is he really a good passer? Yeah, I mean, he's a good, he was going to be, uh, he was in a first-round prospect coming into the year. Yeah, he's a pretty good passer. He's much bigger than Sam Hartman, obviously. Yeah, but he's he was more like a, well, yeah. I, I don't know. Is there anyone else who could sneak into this conversation? Well, well, okay, yes. Well, let me do my second one that okay. I like. Will Howard, Kansas State, led them to the conference title last year. Kind of iffy this year. So he, but he's he's also, he's a physical specimen, right. much more so, I think, than Riley Leonard. Uh, he has been linked strongly to Ohio State. Mm. So basically, Kyle McCord would have competition. I don't know for sure that he would start there, but he would definitely be in the mix because Ohio State's got to get, but he's also been linked to Notre Dame as well. Wait, hold on. You don't think it's a, doesn't it feel like a done deal that Ohio State's going to bring someone in? They're going to bring someone in, but does that, does does a Will Howard definitely beat out Kyle McCord? I don't think that, and also Devin Brown's still there. So I, I'm not sure knowing the system, does that help you so much? And we've, we've seen Will Howard play. Does he pop off the screen so much that he has to blow away Kyle McCord? No, but if Ohio State had a better quarterback this year, do they beat Michigan? Probably. Yeah, I I agree. Probably, although Michigan had that advantage where they could run the ball and keep it out of their hands. All right, third rumor. Grayson McCall. Do you remember the pandemic? Remember when a young man out of Coastal Carolina named Grayson McCall took over the world? That was three years ago when Coastal Carolina was a thing. And then they played Zach Wilson and BYU on TV and Coastal Carolina won. Grayson McCall, future pro. He's in the transfer portal again. First of all, I can't believe he's still playing college football. But <laughs> that's an evergreen about some the of The report guys. is that he was a done deal to go to Auburn last year as their quarterback. Okay. Uh, so he pulled out of the transfer portal the last second last year. I don't know if you remember that headline. He was I supposed do. to be in the portal. He came back. So now everyone is penciling him. Auburn needs a quarterback. Grayson McCall, who is... Feels like a fit for Auburn to me. Grayson McCall is famously country. He's from the smallest town of any quarterback ever. Okay. I feel like that is a done deal. So I love that one. Grayson McCall to Auburn. Okay. My last transfer portal rumor, which isn't even out there yet. 
<laughs> okay, we're starting the rumor. Yes. It, I love we're, it. Are you breaking sh- news? No, no, no. This is a rumor. There is a rumor that he'll transfer. But this is my guy. Texas quarterback Malik Murphy. Mm. Top, top 10 quarterback prospect. He is stuck between Quinn Ewers, who might come back next year to Texas, and a young fellow named Arch Manning. Yeah. Now, if you have, just logically, is there any way he's not ant- entering the transfer portal? There's a report that he turned down millions in last year's transfer portal. The way it's developing with Ewers coming back, he is going to be out there, and I think he's going to be the prize of this transfer portal class. I have a match for him. Who's that? Sit behind Shador Sanders for one year and go to Dion. Why not just start oh. the Colorado process right now? Malik Murphy to Colorado. Who's with me? Anyone okay. with me? First of all, are you trying to get the poor man killed? Because that's what's <laughs> going to happen in Colorado if they don't get a better offensive line. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shador Sanders has a fracture in his back. That's not great. And I'm not going to Colorado at all if they can't fix that offensive line. I'd rather, if I'm Malik Murphy, I'd rather go to Ohio State or something. Go somewhere where they're putting guys in the NFL on the offensive line. That's not a bad idea. Okay, I'm sorry. That was four. The fifth one is the one who's actually getting the most press of anyone is Washington State's Cam Ward. Yep. Huge numbers this year. He's fourth in the country in passing. Graduate transfer. Look at these teams that are linked to this dude. This is widely reported. Miami, EJ's Hurricanes, Ohio State, Texas A&M, who's going to get a quarterback, Washington, who's going to replace Penix, and Auburn is in on every school. Cam Ward, and also, it's not reported here, but I, I someone told me Louisville is after Cam Ward as well. That dude's going to make $10 million to go somewhere. EJ, I asked you, would you take Cameron Ward, formerly of Incarnate in San Antonio, would you want him at Miami uh, of Florida? I mean, sure, but the <laughs> Miami quarterback situation has been a mess forever, pretty much, since Ken Dorsey left. I, I guess I just, I've lost so much hope. I've lost so much hope for that position. They used to be quarterback U. You had Dorsey, ben, uh, Bernie Kozar, so many great quarterbacks That's at two. Miami. Uh, oh, yeah, they got Gino Toretto, Vinny Testaverde. Wait, that was one great quarterback, no, by the way. No, we're going back I'm pretty going far. You said Ken Dorsey and Vinny Testaverde. Spot the second great quarterback well, I mean, out of that Jim one. Jim Kelly. I mean, we Ken could go Dorsey all the way back. Ken Dorsey lost one game, I think, as a starter or whatever. <laughs> Look, I mean, it used to be quarterback U, and now it's not. I mean, we've had guys come in. I thought that uh, Derrick King was great. So if Cam Ward could do that, fine. It's just I'm so broken. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm so broken um, by what Miami's also, been in the last 20 years. Tyler Van Dyke also in the portal. Yeah, yeah. also Ohio State links. We need to keep a tracker because these rumors are great. When it actually happens, it's going to be so boring. But right now, no, everybody is open to everybody. So I, I feel like if you're an Ohio State fan, you're out there scouting. If you're a Notre Dame fan, it does seem like they're strong on Riley Leonard. You're out there scouting. Auburn, uh, Miami for sure, Louisville. There's so many great spots here. And now... EJ and I had this argument. If you're not a transfer quarterback, then who are you? I mean, because <laughs> yeah. the top three Heisman finalists are big-time transfers. This it does not matter where you start. It's where you finish. Definitely. And you could go to three different schools now, you know, yeah, easily. Know. But I think also interesting, like, is KJ Jefferson. There's there's some interesting dudes who are going to be out there. Uh, well, we love that. Top five transfer portal rumors. We'll keep updating that. Andrew Bogus is here with headlines. Good morning. Hello again, guys. Uh, Kevin Durant was back after missing a couple of games with a sore foot. He scored 30 last night, but the Suns lost in Toronto, 112-105, ending their seven-game win streak. It's always good to get win streaks. It's always good to have good momentum going into games. So we're looking forward to this next one at home. Been on the road for a couple games. It felt like two weeks we've been on the road, so it'd be good to get back home. Looking forward to coming in and welcoming the, the uh, reigning champs and see who we are as a team. 
Uh, that game with the Nuggets is tonight. Last night, Denver a 134-124 winner over the Rockets. Nikola Jokic had 32, 10 rebounds, 15 assists. He shot 12 of 19 from the floor. It's his third career game of 30, 10, 15, and a field goal percentage over 60, the most of such games in NBA history. I have a question for you guys who think that it's a good idea for Aaron Rodgers to rush back onto the field. Yeah. How many titles has Kevin Durant won since he blew out his Achilles? And didn't he rush back from a calf injury to play in the finals? Uh, I think you could do serious long-term damage, and I don't think Kevin Durant's been anywhere near the same player since he tore his Achilles. So and he, he took two years to get back on the field. I am. I think Aaron Rodgers has a similar fate where he's just going to be problematic the rest of his career. Okay. Kevin Durant's seven feet tall and has to jump for a living. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is going to sit behind the Jets' offensive line, which is more dangerous. <laughs> EJ, didn't Durant come back from the Achilles and almost win a playoff series by... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Himself yeah, I next. actually think that Perloff, you went the wrong take here. I mean, Kevin Durant's initial recovery is the is proof why Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be going out there. Like he took basically two years. First year he came back, has he been banged up? Sure, but his production was really good. Like if as yeah. long as you take your time, you can. Kevin Durant showed the blueprint how to come back from the Achilles. You may not never be the same, but you could still be a really great player. Aaron Rodgers is going completely rogue here. Well, I think it's a similar blueprint in the sense that. Somebody with an Achilles injury is going to submarine another hopeless New York franchise, <laughs> just like Kevin Durant did the Nets. No, I do think you know, Roger... Kyrie played a little bit of a role in submarining that franchise. Well, but, I and just James think, Harden. I just think that Rodgers is holding the franchise hostage with this. Like they're stuck with this iffy health situation forever. Kind of like Kevin Durant has been problematic, and I know Kevin Durant has been productive, but really, has it helped the teams that he's been on? I don't think so. Uh, the Grizzlies won their first home game last night on their ninth try, 105-91 over the Jazz, and the Lakers sent the Pistons to a franchise record 15th consecutive loss, 133-107. Detroit has scored at least 100 in each loss, something that has never happened before in NBA history. If we're being honest, uh, Tommy DeVito is ruining the NFL draft for the Giants. Cool story. He's <laughs> Italian. He's from Jersey. Does the hand thing. But yeah. two wins in a row means no realistic chance at a top two pick. Caleb Williams or Drake May. 
but the love is real. Two nights ago, Giant fans lined up for hours to meet DeVito at a hoagie shop in Jersey. <laughs> so good. I believe people even had him sign actual sandwiches, which I can't condone <laughs> because deli sandwiches are as good as they get and you cannot waste one by putting Sharpie on it. Well, I think he was also signing things Tommy Cutlets. Yes. Oh, or wow. just TD or his full name. There are pictures, you know, doing the hand gesture with him. Yeah, the paisan. But again. Forget about it, hand gesture. What do we call best, him that thing? I, he doesn't have a name for it. I think it's the paisan, isn't that? Uh, he was Is that at, what you call it? I Sunday so. after the game, he was asked about it. And he just kept going. It's, you know, it's like, like he was making, making a noise <laughs> to describe it. I get that. <laughs> yeah. It's the duh. Yeah. I mean, is he the worst player to ever get, like, overnight fandom? Like, I mean, like, he, he has won Ooh. one game. His team scored, what, 10 points? I mean, there's always there's always guys like this that won. we maybe just don't realize as we're not. They're not happening around us. Like well, I gotta be honest. I, I watch him play. That dude can rip the ball. I actually have no idea why he wasn't a good college quarterback and why he was undrafted. I feel like he throws a nice football. Well, also Am I that crazy? game against the Raiders, they basically didn't have him throw. Remember, it was yeah, like you but, cannot throw the ball. But the last couple of games, he has thrown the ball. Yeah, no, it's been won. really a fact. I understand what you're saying, EJ. It is crazy hype, and I'm sure they'll get tape on him and destroy him <laughs> right. soon enough. And I do think it's the old um, Italian New York thing. Oh yeah. But I, I'm actually. You know I love my backup quarterbacks, but I feel like he's got a little talent. Well, maybe he could parlay this to be like a backup quarterback for 10 years and you yeah. can make $50 million and live your life. Oh, the, story also, for everybody. the story also about him was that apparently he turned down a lot of money to play for, or at least a lot more than he's making now, to play for the Commanders so that he could stay closer to home and play with the Giants. Yeah, wow, but the you don't com- have to pay rent, you know? This oh, is yeah. heady play yeah, because no. he can stay at home. So, okay, so he would have had another job. I didn't even know that any team other than the Giants was going to get him. I did not know he was considered good enough to do that because he was not a good college player. He was at Illinois, right? And then Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that, again, I think the physical tools you're talking about, uh, Pearl, I think that you know, enticed some people. And, look, he's played really well the last two weeks. It just seems well, he didn't, so I don't implausible. think he played well this past Sunday. He played well in Washington. Well he enough. got jacked up real fast. Yeah, well enough. It was just yeah. kind of with my point. It was just that, like, how, like this guy's again one of the well, worst players in, probably in the NFL. He's playing, galvanizing starting. like an entire ethnicity. I, I love that part about That's it. That's awesome. You know, by the way. I mean, is it? I hate to. Is it a little Jeremy Lin effect here? So Lynn ended up getting paid, though. Yeah, I mean, Lynn was, was better, better player, but was yeah. it a yeah. quick New York flash in the pan kind of thing? I think Lynn's sanity's peak was way higher yeah. than what yes. DeVito's doing. Way but. higher. But no, but DeVito's getting a lot of that. People do love this story. I think he's getting a lot of national so, attention. So, so the Lynn thing turned, I think, to a certain level. Won the game winning shot against the Raptors, but particularly when they beat Kobe and the Lakers. Yeah. Kobe said, who is this guy? And then he scores yeah. 30, whatever, and they win. What would DeVito have to do to mm. get to that level? He has to beat. Like, they don't have the Cowboys in their schedule anymore. But they have Dude, both Eagle games. They have the yeah. Eagles. Like, I think if he can beat the Eagles. Yeah, but you know who else beat the Eagles? Yeah. Zach Wilson. Zach Rowe, yeah. Nobody gives a hoot. Um, yeah. That's that cold he's water still on bench. that. Cold water is, on this chicken parm, Maggie. Thank you. <laughs> Tommy DeVito doesn't have a Carmelo Anthony coming in and getting jealous and gutting his season. Well, like Jeremy Lynn. I'm sorry. Daniel Jones. <laughs> Danny Dimes then come in and be like, I'm the only one with the nickname around here. I'm the only crappy quarterback with a nickname around here. Uh, what else do you got, Buck? Uh Cowboys-Seahawks are up first this week. The game's in Dallas tonight where the Cowboys have won each game by at least 20 points this season. Perloff mentioned this last hour. South Carolina QB Spencer Rattler and Clemson corner Nate Wiggins declare for the draft. Wiggins might be the best corner available. Wait, did you guys see the big news? No. No. That Clemson actually got someone in the transfer portal? They put in for somebody? 
And they got him. I I think they got an offensive lineman or something. I, wow. I heard this. Uh, there you go. God told Dabo was okay to use the portal. <laughs> yes, came down. There's another tablet full of commandments <laughs> that says you can now use the transfer portal. I think they got a guy. The best meme, by the way, out there now is Dabo Sweeney running, sprinting onto the field with RG3 running after him. Have you guys seen this? Oh, no. it is amazing. He's running past the rock and he's just full on sprinting like he's a junior at Alabama. It's the best. Okay, what? I'm sorry. They offered for an offensive lineman. It's um. A Division two offensive lineman. <laughs> oh, come on. Aggie is he Division two Baptist Shorter from- University, which is in Georgia. Alan Heron entered the portal November sixteenth, and they formally announced a scholarship offer from Clemson on Wednesday, according to uh the state.com. I'll be honest, I I'm not Progress. the biggest I'm not the biggest dabble guy, but if if they do indeed land this D two offensive lineman, I'm gonna say that he's still holding firm and that he's not getting real transfers. Oh, you think this is fake? Yeah, no, this, this is, is this, this is doesn't get, count. This is like giving a walk on a scholarship to me. This is not the same as Oklahoma getting a kid from UCLA. Like this is not the same. Right, they're not getting your, Riley Leonard. Right, it's exactly. It's dipping your toe in though, and to do it for Wait. an offensive lineman, I think is smart. Have they never gotten a transfer? I'm sorry, I well, played that, ignorance here. They've never like the used a transfer thing. pool. They, they, I thought that they just didn't use it enough. I didn't realize they never yeah. ever used it before. I don't know if the number is zero, but they are. Like at the bottom of the list of using it in America. Okay. Yeah, Dabble, I, there's no shorter university. You just made that. <laughs> shorter than who? Shorter than their rival? Was that an onion, I mean, that an onion article, Maggie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, first of all, you come in with a basketball team named Shorter University, you're already at a, a gigantic disadvantage. <laughs> What's the spread in the shorter university versus Duke game? Yeah, yeah. I can scout shorter university. Yeah, they use small ball, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Very good dad joke there. It's, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you said, you just blew through that part that there's something called, that's like Tyson Badger being from Shepherd University. Yeah, we did think that was fake. <laughs> it's from Small Hands U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from less strong than my opponent, college. <laughs> They're right the Hawks, the by the way, at Shorter. The Shorter Hawks? The Shorter Hawks. I feel like there's a Have they played for him? They got to get Trey Young in there. Trey Young's got to do some kind of deal with them. Yeah, right. If this kid ends up being a great player at Clemson and they could talk about it, like. It's in Georgia. Shorter. Shorter. Or Trey Young. Forget about him. Spud Webb. Oh, he's right there. Yeah. He's 5'5". One of the greatest shortest athletes of all time. One of the great debates we had a couple weeks ago, by the way. That's true. Get Spud Webb in there. Shorter Hawks. One of the greatest ever. Man, there you go. They're missing an opportunity big time. Yeah. Oh, well, they're losing all their good players. And they're to losing. Their, they're losing their own line to Clemson. This is maybe yeah. Get a positive headline. It's shorter for once. Anything else? No, I'm good for now. I think that's good. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Yeah, sneaky athletic you. <laughs> that's yeah, gonna yeah. be the next one who comes into play. Uh, okay, lots more to do, including as we said, big game tonight. Big question about the Cowboys that we are going to answer next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. It's a guy we keep tabs on every single day. It's our Daily Dion. Daily. Do you believe in that? Dion. You believe in that? All right, Perloff, a couple different things here. You saw something interesting about Deion Sanders. Yeah, so Sports Illustrated every year does Sportsman of the Year, and I'm seeing the cover right now. Deion Sanders is the 2023 Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year, so there you go. You know, interesting. When's the last time they had a coach as a Sports Person of the Year? 
I can't remember. I wonder if had they ever had one. I don't think Belichick ever won it. Obviously, Prolf and I uh, both worked at Sports Illustrated for a long time. That's how we met. Who would um, even be the other options? Belichick, not Popovich, not Nick Saban. I can't. Pat Riley. No, I can't think of anybody. Pat Summit, maybe. That's uh, oh, Pat oh. Summit did win. And Coach K, they Pat won Summit. together. Oh yep. my gosh, we were both there in the building. I literally interviewed both of them that night. <laughs> Thank you, EJ, for reminding me of something I was... Actually, you know who did the emceeing of that sports person of the year? DP. Dan Patrick himself. Um, okay. Coach K, right after, comes up to him right before. Dan, you better not screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> my Coach K impersonation. That's pretty good, actually. Um, okay, so Deion Sanders, sports person of the year for Sports Illustrated. So that's always like the person of the moment. But it's you kind know? of funny because we're in the middle of a down moment for Deion Sanders, and this is a very positive moment. So it, the narrative feels a little bit mistimed. Well, considering they lost the last six games, not bowl eligible, yeah. and have had multiple players decommit over the last couple of days. You're right. In the like little micro, you know, like the little bit, the, this little yeah. window, whatever we're in, seems down for Deion, but overall, yeah, no, it, amazing year for Deion. It does feel right, though, because he's transformed college football. The headline is that he's transformed a moribund program in Colorado. To me, it's way more than that. He's kind of changed the way we think about the sport in the sense that he's taken the transfer portal and exploded more transfers than I think we've ever seen yep. at a major program. Also, this it's made it more glamorous. He's you're, His players are getting into commercials. He is all over the media. It's just different. I can't really describe how he's changed the sport, but more so than any other coach. Yeah, maybe not since, I was going to say, like USC in the early 2000s in terms of actors and people yep. on the yep. sidelines and that yeah, sort of point. Hollywood. But it's not Hollywood. It's Boulder, Colorado, which is has a lot of money and has become like one of the centers of the tech world. But still, it's it's not literally Los Angeles. Um, yeah, this is interesting, right? Because where does Dion go from here? There was an article in The Athletic. Now, take this for what it is because it was all anonymous sources and it was anonymous coaches in the Pac-12. So, again, take it for what's worth. But they were predicting some kind of dark days ahead for Colorado. Yeah, I know. But that's – is that a college like football thing? Grape. Yeah, I yeah. I would predict dark – if I was on the recruiting trail, I'd predict dark days for my rival as well. But yeah, guys I, are I decommitting, but, and we're not sure why. Now, there's a generous read on why guys are decommitting – generous to Dion, which is maybe people think he's leaving. And perhaps that's why they're decommitting is because people have gotten wind that Dion could be moving on to greener pastures. Got a win from rival coaches. That's funny how that works. Or, yeah, right, another sour grapes thing. Or negative recruiting. Or there's another read, which is one you and I talked about a couple days ago, which is you end your season on a six-game losing streak. Are, are you not the hot thing anymore? Are you not yeah. the cool thing anymore? The reality sort of set in for Colorado. Right. I, I, I think the sport has changed so much the 18-year-olds are almost irrelevant now. I know that sounds way too harsh, especially on the offensive and defensive lines, but why can't he just bring in another massive transfer portal class and start to build that way? Uh, I know they'll only be there one or two years, but just the fact that he won four games this year was something. Amazing. You cannot completely discount that because oh, they were a terrible not. team before. It was incredible. I mean, it, I get why he's sports person of the year. It was a huge, huge accomplishment what he did at Colorado, no doubt. Also, it's not the strongest year. There's nobody else who jumps to my, like, if you just top a, top ahead, there's not somebody who stood out so much this year. He get, definitely got the most headlines. Travis Kelsey. Do you mm -hmm. give it to him on a year? That that would just yeah. be purely for clicks. Um, another thing about the Colorado program, yeah. which is former offensive coordinator 
Sean Lewis has gotten a new job. It's probably not surprising that he would leave considering he got the play calling duties taken away from him uh, midway through the season in favor of Pat Shermer. Uh, let's hear Sean Lewis. Um, cut five, please, Ryan, what he learned about uh, promotion. Coach Sanders does an unbelievable job of of speaking belief into existence, right? That that there, there's an unwavering belief in, in how he does things and the conviction that that gave the whole team as we went forward. So those two lessons learned were, were invaluable from our time that we shared together, and I'm thankful for the opportunities that I had with him. There you go. So Sean Lewis, who maybe could have been a little bitter about how things went down, definitely taking the high road there, which is, I would say, a very smart thing to do. Yeah, but... The funny thing about this staff is they don't need Sean Lewis because don't they have all these former NFL guys and big-time college? The fact that Sean Lewis left a head coaching job to go there. Yep. Dion, one thing, you, you you could say he's losing recruits, but his ability to bring in veteran coaches is ridiculous. It's so bizarre to me. It's almost bizarre. Why did, why did these... Like, why does Pat Shermer want to be underneath Deion Sanders? Oh, what's is Pat Shermer in the NFL right now? No. Yeah, yeah, it's just so funny. Like, he came out and he was a consultant on the team. The guy called plays for 10 years and comes in halfway through for a four-loss college team. It just it speaks to the power of Deion to me. So there is a little update on Deion Sanders. Let's hit the phones, 855-212-4CBS. George is in L.A. He's got a thought on one of the L.A. teams. Good morning, George. Hey, good morning, Maggie and Perloff. I really enjoy you guys' conversation. But getting back to the Rams, uh, I know Perloff's not big on them, but uh, with uh, uh, McVay, you know, he had, he has 19 rookies on his team, and they were expected to do nothing. And if they win this weekend and the Seahawks lose tonight, which I think they will, and Green Bay loses to uh, Kansas City, they move in the final playoff spot, the NFC. And I'm not saying they're going to maintain it, but this, I mean, McVay, if he keeps going, he he, he should get some uh, credit for Coach of the Year. Thanks he's, a lot. He's been med- – I've heard that. This George's not Thank the first you, person to mention that. Sean McVay is getting a lot of accolades because this team is so young that they're competitive. Now, I – like George said, I don't think they're going to keep this up. I, I think they have some tough games coming up. Well, they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite this weekend against Cleveland. Tough. That's a tough game right there. Then they go to Baltimore the next week. I mean, do they look like the time – kind of team that can beat a real contender. No, this coach of the year race, though, it's like Sean Payton, if they make the playoffs, maybe Sean McVay. I mean... Mike McDaniel, I think. Uh, Mike McDaniel, could it be Nick Sirianni? Yeah. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. If Dak wins MVP, don't you have to give it to McCarthy? Coming up, the one thing we don't agree on about Aaron Rodgers. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. 
Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.